Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast. I am your host, Ian Altman. This is episode 350. That's right. I've been sitting in front of this microphone for now the 350th episode. And I just want to thank those of you who participate and show up and send in topics. Because every time I think to myself, oh, should I continue this? I get a whole bunch of emails from people saying, here's the impact this has had. Here's how it's helped me. Here's how same side selling has changed my career. And then I remember why I do this. On this episode, optimism, persistence, or qualification in professional selling. See, you need a certain level of optimism when it comes to being in professional sales. Let's face it that sometimes it feels like sales is about taking a lot of rejection. People feel like they're just always pitching something that people are shooting down. Now, if you've developed a mastery of same-side selling, you know it's really about finding the fit. So if an individual or an organization is not a fit right now, well, it's just that. They're not a fit right now. There's no rejection. It's just not a fit, but not everybody has that mindset yet. And some have been taught that it's more than optimism, but instead it's about persistence. I've heard numbers ranging from six to 17 contacts to capture someone's attention. All right, maybe it's less than 17, but the idea is, well, I got to keep hitting people with stuff and eventually I'm going to capture their attention. And then the way people qualify at that point is they, they've created all this persistence. Someone goes, all right, show me what your stuff is. And then they go in and they show your stuff. And then the client goes, well, that's kind of interesting. So how else are other people using this? And basically what we found is that the way you are qualifying is not based on what the client needs, not based on what the client's trying to solve, but instead just what it is you're trying to sell them. And then when the client goes silent, when the client starts ghosting you, you have nothing to do but to call up and say, hey, just call to check in. Want to see whether or not you made a decision yet? Just call to check in. Want to see if we should reconnect on this idea of this thing we were trying to sell to you. Because remember, you can either show up as someone who is there to sell something or someone who is there to solve something. If you want to get top results for your team, take a look at the Same Side Selling Academy. Just visit samesideselling.com to learn more. And so many of these persistent sellers feel like they're constantly ramming into a brick wall and hoping that eventually they're going to break through, create an opening, and the client will give them the time of day. And usually that level of persistence quickly puts you into the category of someone they want to block in email, on LinkedIn, and in their phone. And that's not a place we want to be. So instead, we need a strategy for properly qualifying opportunities based on the customer's needs, not based on what it is that we are selling. And if you took the approach of leading with what are your biggest issues, the client might share things that you can't even address. So you say, let's say you're selling IT services and you contact them and say, hey, what's your biggest issue? And they say, oh, right now our water tastes awful. Well, why do they say that? Well, because right before you walked in, someone said, man, our water tastes awful. And that's the thing that's most recent in their mind. And if we're honest with ourselves, we know that the things we can often help our clients with the most 
are things that they actually have a blind spot for and aren't even aware they should be focused on. So if we ask them, what are the things that you want to help with? They're probably not going to list the things that we're good at helping. But if instead, if I follow this procedure, I can get to the truth. So I start with the same side pitch. It's something we talk about in same side selling all the time. It's in chapter four of the book. And in the same side pitch, we, we entice, disarm, and discover. So first we entice by sharing problems that we solve with dramatic or extraordinary results. We then disarm the notion that we're just there to sell something by acknowledging not everyone's a fit for us. And then we trigger a discovery phase to learn more about their situation. So in my business, it might be, well, people come to me usually for one of two or three reasons. One, they've got great, great products and services, but they can't capture the attention of their ideal clients. Two, they can't stand out from the competition. Everyone compares them and commoditizes them to people who shouldn't even be in the mix. And three, every deal comes down to price instead of value, and they can't understand why deals take forever, and ultimately the client is just focused on price. For the right organizations, they say that the Same Side Selling Academy and Same Side Selling changes that for them, compresses their sales cycles, and grows their margins. But not everyone's the right fit for that, so I don't yet know whether or not we can help you, but if that's something you're looking to solve, I'm happy to learn more to see if we might be able to help. And that's what the Same Side Pitch would sound like for Same Side Selling. We then drive, once the client has interest in one of those areas, then we use the client vision pyramid, another, another core foundation of same-side selling. And the client vision pyramid says, well, gee, if you're interested in solving this type of problem, generally people are looking for a partner who can help them at one of three levels. Our industry is kind of shaped like a pyramid. Here's what's at the effective level, here's what's at the enhanced level, and here's the engaged level at the top. And we describe those, we make sure we're describing ourselves the engaged level. And if that client or prospect doesn't care about the things that we value at the engaged level, they're not a fit for us. And that's totally okay. Once we get to that, then we start digging into their issues and what it is they're trying to solve. And we use our same side quadrants. And this is our method for taking notes and having structure about their issue, the impact and relative importance. If they don't solve that, the results and what success is going to look like and who else needs to be involved in this process to ensure they get the results they're looking for. Then is the hardest part. We have to sit back and ask ourselves, has the client convinced us that they have a problem that they believe is worth solving that we're uniquely qualified to solve? And if that's the case, then we've got something really worth talking about. And my clients who follow this approach, what they find is that oftentimes sales cycles that used to be nine months and 12 months now become three months or two months. Clients who used to focus regularly on price, now their prospects tend to focus more on results. So they get shorter sales cycles at better margins. And this is why we share case studies of companies that grew from 100 million to 600 million, from 17 million to 100 million. Companies that started working with us when they were $3 million companies, and now they are 60 or $70 million companies. The key to all these different businesses is they have the discipline and focus to follow through. You can read the book, you can enroll in the Same Side Selling Academy, but it comes down to putting in the effort. And it's the people who dedicate themselves to this process and system that really make a difference. So remember, the next time you're dealing with an organization, don't think about it as optimism, like it's okay if I get rejected. Don't think about it persistence of how am I banging my head against the wall, but instead think about what am I really doing to qualify? Am I using the same side pitch to peak interest? Am I using the client vision pyramid to differentiate ourselves from other people? 
Am I then navigating the same side quadrants to make sure I'm focusing on what's important to the client? And then am I making sure they've convinced us that they have a problem worth solving? And if you do those things, then maybe you'll be the next case study that we feature in the Same Side Selling Academy. Thanks for participating. If you like this, subscribe, give us a like, a review, whatever is meaningful to you, share it with a colleague. And if there's a topic you'd like me to address, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week, and I will see you next week on the Same Side Selling Podcast. So long. <laughs>